Yeah, so Ramona's going to join us in a couple minutes. Yeah. I mean, I want to talk you and I first about how laughable this weekend was or yesterday was when our colleague Adrian Wojnarowski, doing his job, by the way, which he's Mm -hmm. great at, reporting that Frank Vogel is officially going to be let go, um, and no one had decided to tell Frank Vogel that. I mean, it would be laughable if it wasn't shameful, is what I would say. Yeah, and I gotta, I gotta call it the way I see it, George. Um, starts at the top. You know, everybody's part of the blame game today. LeBron for building the roster, Palinka for being in partnership with them. It's, I mean, everything that everybody's saying. But here's the reality: there is one person who runs this organization. This one person gets to make all the decisions. When the team is successful, she is celebrated. When the team is a failure, she has to take responsibility. For me, it starts at the top. Um, I, yes, I heard Andy Kamenetsky make this similar argument to Steve Mason the other day. And I agree uh, to an extent, right? I think two things can be true at the same time. I think that, uh, yes, ownership has to be aligned. Their vision needs to be aligned with the front office, the coaching staff, et cetera, et cetera. The most successful franchises all have that in common. And But I also don't think Jeannie's a basketball person. So uh, in the sense of, like, making personnel decisions is her thing. But I think what Andy's point was, and I'm curious to see if you agree with this, when I heard that that similar commentary the other day, is that, well, then she needs to crowdsource from people she trusts to find out if these decisions are in the best interest of the franchise. Well, therein lies another issue, because I think that when you ask for too many opinions and you've got a whole bunch of them coming your way and you got... Wait, no, no, no. But, Cap, I would yeah. say that they don't have enough opinions. Oh, well, see, to, to me, thinking to myself, okay, I'm Genie, right? Well, I say to Kurt Rambis, Kurt, what do you think? And then I say to Linda Rambis, Linda, what do you think? And then I say to Rob, hey, what do you think? And then I say to Magic, hey, what do you think? And to me, there's just too many um, yes types of people around... Who's actually, and I don't know the relationships well enough to really know, but who's going to say to Jeannie, this is a terrible idea. We should not do this. You're making a mistake. She's not a basketball person, George, in that she's never coached the game. She didn't play it at a high level. But wait a second. She's been around it her entire life. She understands what it takes to build champions. She's been around it. She's been, she led one. So I, we say she's not a basketball person. Why? Because she didn't play. I mean, I'm not sure why we no, say. No, I'm just saying that I don't think she. You know, I, I think she'd be the first to tell you she doesn't know the nuances of what makes a you know a, a good chemistry on the court for a basketball team. So okay. that that's the only thing that I would push back on is that I don't. You know, and, and what again? Back to my point is I think that. The one thing she does have some input on is the way this went down with Frank Vogel, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, okay, Frank let's Vogel, get back. That's where we're at. Yeah, Frank Vogel won you a championship eighteen months ago. Okay, true. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you feel about him. Okay, he deserved better than the way it went down at the end. I don't care oh, what anybody says. Sure. Th- there's no debating that. 
And that's something that could have been the messaging could have been better. And maybe perhaps if I were going to give her some blame on something, it would be, hey, look, the buck stops with you as the governor of this franchise, that that kind of information can't be leaked. And whether it was leaked by the Lakers or not, that doesn't matter. You knew you were going to make this decision sooner rather than later. You should let the coach know so that way he doesn't have to go at a press conference and say, no one has told me bleep. Right. They could have either, A, told him before the game, they could have immediately after the game said, hey, let's just have a quick conversation. Look, you know the story, man. It just didn't go our way. Somebody's going to take the fall. You're the most obvious person. We're all big people here. You're going to walk out with a nice fat paycheck, and you're going to find another job. So I just wanted to let you know the honest truth. What is so hard about that? You know, what is so difficult? And again, we can, we can all put it on Rob and say he's the guy who's supposed to deliver the message. I don't do that. And I'm not saying this maliciously. I'm saying this honestly. Jeannie Buss should have had enough respect for the coach to at least just, dude, I'll take it this way, a text, Frank, call me, need to talk to you. Hey, Jeannie, it's Frank. Well, no, but she's probably not the one delivering that message, but, no, but what I would be. say, okay, Cap, I, I, don't, I don't know if she should or shouldn't be. That's not my business, okay? They, she doesn't get involved in, to that regard, okay, to my knowledge, okay? So let's deal in reality, okay? So in reality... That message is probably coming from Rob Palinka, if I'm guessing. But what she should have done, if I were in her shoes, and I'm not saying this to be mean or malicious or mean-spirited. I'm saying this as someone who has an interest in this team succeeding because if they succeed, we succeed here. So hence the partnership, right? And I know that at times it has felt like they have felt like maybe we've been a little too mean or mean-spirited about stuff, but I'm telling you that's not where this is coming from. This is coming from a place of, hey, here's what I would do differently, and maybe it's Captain Obvious stuff for me right now in in hindsight. But what I'm telling you is I've been telling you a lot of things in foresight on how this stuff should play out, but in this regard, she might have, or, or whether it's her or Kurt or Linda or whoever's in that inner circle, should have said to Rob, hey, if we're going to fire Frank, let's make sure he hears it from us first. Correct. So again, look, regardless of who it is, I have my opinion, you have yours. It doesn't matter. The bottom line is somebody representing Jeannie Buss, the the owner, the governor, the Lakers, somebody who represents the franchise, who has the authority or who's been granted the authority, somebody should have had the common professional courtesy to say to Frank Vogel that you're going to be fired rather than... 60 seconds after the clock hits triple zeros, it's a report. I don't blame Woj. That's his job. That's what he right. should do. And I think Woj and Ramona both had the report, and Ramona's here with us now, I believe. Mom, are you there? Yeah, what's going on, guys? Hi, Ramona. Hey, um, we're, we're doing better than, uh, than, than the Lakers right now, clearly. Um, yeah. But, uh, so, Momo, thank you for joining us here near the top of the show. So, the big news is out, obviously, and you were a part of breaking that news. So, you know, what we were discussing was – and Cap's like, hey, this starts at the top. Like, you know, Jeannie needs to be in control of this stuff. Now, while she's not the one picking up the phone to tell Frank, hey, you're, you're getting let go, at least I don't believe that to be the case, it, she needs to or her or Kurt or Linda or Rob need to huddle together and be like, hey, we kind of know what direction we're going with this. We should let him know before anyone else. Like, he should hear from us first. Yeah, I don't know. I got, I was listening to you a little bit earlier. I got to be honest, guys, like, I think people are, like, it was not a clean kill, right? Like, that was pretty ugly, I thought, like, in the way that it came out. But it was also, 
this is the world we live in, right? I mean, there's a, there's, you know, in the in years past, you know, there's maybe not as much interest or or speed to which these things go, right? Um, but I think in the last like five years, social media has changed everything, and I think that, you know, there used to be a time where you would, you know, like, I think everybody knew Frank was getting fired, right? And I think that was obvious, right? It's been written, it's been said, it's been known. Um, and, you know, he had, he had a lot of professional grace in just coaching out the year, but it was an uncomfortable, weird situation the whole time, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it was just like an uncomfortable, like you knew that was coming. And so, I don't know, maybe you could have put your foot down a little bit harder on saying, you know, don't confirm anything to any reporter or anything like that. Like, I don't know where Woj got it from last night, but like, it, to me, it's, it's, it's like, I think we're focused on the wrong thing here. That, 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 that is a function of, um, our world rather than, rather than a big institutional failure in the Lakers. Now I will say this, I think, um, the overall communications with that franchise are it's rough i mean they you know they didn't have a pr director for half the year they finally got one then he's already leaving i mean it's just there's not really a big person who is handling the messaging for that franchise right now wow right? that's hard so, to believe isn't it i mean this is the I mean, lakers that, that's that's a problem so yeah. you don't have somebody handling the message now but i also think that like this happens in the nfl all the time i feel like i've read all year long like after the team plays its last game, a coach, you know, there's reporting that a coach is getting fired. That's, that's just, it's, it's sad. It sucks when I, especially when it's a popular coach that people like, but it's just, I don't know. I, I don't think this is all that unique. I think it's just the head coach of the Lakers, you know? And it's, I don't, I don't know that everybody really like loves Frank Vogel, like where they're so offended on his behalf. Yeah. I just think, I just think that people are, they're upset at the way the season went. Yeah. They've got, they've, they've got a lot of questions yeah. about the future. And I, I suspect that there's, even though we're only two seasons removed from a championship, mm -hmm. I, I suspect that there's a lot of people who have real question marks about the leadership abilities of the front office of the organization. I think that's a fair thing to question. You know, I, I think when things go wrong, everybody wants to put fingers, especially when they went historically wrong in a year, right? Right, right. Um, and so this is Black Monday. This is what, you know, in the NFL, they call it Black Monday. It turned out this was too, okay, in the, in the NBA. Um, and, you know, you, Frank Vogel had been on the hot seat for months. I mean, I, I think there was two or three times during the year where he was um, almost going to be fired, right? I mean, they, we, we read it. The Athletic had a story. Um, I, I know I've come on your show to talk about that. There was a game against the Utah Jazz where if they lost that by a lot and it wasn't competitive, they were planning on moving on. But, I, I mean, this is this is what comes along with being the head coach of the Lakers. And I'm, I'm sorry for Frank. He did a really good job. I, don't, I think everybody acknowledges, like, he right now is the easiest thing to change because he had one year left on his deal and the least amount of money left. I mean, it's it's just – it's unfortunate, but it's it, you, let's not let's not forget that they there was a lot of games where they were just completely uncompetitive. Right, they but I think a lot of that they were competitive points. because they had a crappy roster. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, and, that, and I actually thought, I don't know how much of that is on Rob Frank, but today, to your point, let me, let me, he, let me uh, Rob, Rob flat out said I, I thought that was really important that he actually said this is a this is on a me and I'm the one who constructs this roster and this was bad for all of us, right? Like he he owned his part of it. Now, it's not going to satisfy people, right, on, on Black Monday, right, after a season that went this badly. 
but I thought it was important that he said it out loud, and I don't think anybody pushed him to say it. It's a, I wasn't. I, I listened to the press conference. I was on. I was uh, at the studio while it was happening, but it sounded like he knew that was an important message for him to say, and I thought it was important he actually said it because when you have a year like this, like this is a failure. Everyone has to look in the mirror and say, what did I do wrong? What can I do better? And at least it wasn't like Frank is the only one who's going to change. Frank is the easiest one to change, but everybody has to do something different because it didn't work. Oh, I I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, we can get into the nuances of like what AD needs to do different in the off season, you know, what they need to do with Russ and how they need to construct a team around LeBron, like whatever, like all those things we can get into. And maybe we will in the next few minutes while we have you on. But I I wanted to kind of move forward here when it comes to coaching. Okay. Because I'm hearing all these names, Nick Nurse and Quinn Snyder and Doc Rivers. And, you know, we had talked about Jawan Howard here on the show, which kind of made sense if you connect the dots between his relationship with Palinka, with LeBron, the fact that he was already interviewed in 2019, right? Yeah. Like, all, all that stuff uh, made yeah. makes some sense. But the first three names I mentioned, last time I checked, Ramona, and I, you know, I don't know, I did a Google search the, a few minutes ago. They're all under contract for many yeah, years. They got a okay? job. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> right. so you're going to have to give up compensation, which the Lakers don't have very much of. No. I, I don't – look, if, if one of those three – coaches is no longer with their own franchise at the end of these playoffs which you know I I think that's that's a possibility especially when you're talking about like with Doc or with Quinn right those are franchises that are have huge expectations that right are not yeah if if Toronto beats Philly Doc could be out yes it's very and the same thing with Quinn right right but even then I don't see it I, I got to be – this is – this is. Um, I will speak to you as a reporter and also as an analyst, okay? Okay. As a I reporter, like I can tell you I don't think they are locked in on any any candidate. So this idea that they're targeting Nick Nurse or something, like I, I don't see that at all. I think that's just rumor mill. I think that is just um, out there. Nor do I think they would have any way of possibly getting him. I mean, I'm, do you know how much Toronto would want for Nick Nurse? Oh, first of all, to like, your point, Ramona – Masai is one of the shrewdest dealers yeah. in the sport. Like, yeah. you think he's going to give you Nick Nurse? You better give him 2027 I mean, and 2029. And Taylor Horton Tucker. I mean, what are we talking right. about here? They don't have yeah. any draft compensation to right. to, yeah. to get rid of Russell Westbrook. Like, they're going to throw some picks in to get a coach? I, mean, I, yeah. I don't Makes see that. Makes no sense. Right. Uh, so, I just, it's just, I mean, Nick Nurse is a fantastic coach, but he yeah. ain't available, okay? Yeah. Um, and so, a great guitar player, I believe. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, look, and I know the connection. I wrote a whole story about how he went and learned from Phil Jackson. He he drove out to Montana, and you know, mm-hmm. and, and and yes, I, it's all there. But just because there is correlation does not mean that that, that is realistic. I mean, I I don't see that at all. Let me um, let me ask you guys this question though. Yeah. So the news of the day is that Vogel's fired, and the reaction has been very negative towards the organization. Ramona, you say that you know he was the easy guy to fire because he was the obvious guy to be scapegoated in the least amount of money remaining. Yeah. Here's my question. Who's next? Because if we're going to say that things have to change, then I, I ask this question. Who else is a potential casualty of this failure of a season? Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI 
to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Uh, I mean, Westbrook would be the, the next person, right? But that's a right. little harder to do. I'm kind of um, thinking more le- less players and more front offices. Everybody the same going forward next year? Um, I don't see Rob Polinka or Kurt Rambis or anybody else in that front office in jeopardy this year. I don't see that. Oh, so can um, I ask you this? Can yeah. I ask you this? I believe that the Lakers run too lean, okay, when it comes to their sure. front office and when it comes to some of the other aspects of the organization. Is there a possibility of adding – more people to that particular I aspect. That. Of the I don't think it would be somebody above Polinka. Um, I think he's going to be calling the shots. That that's just my reporting on it. Now, anything could change. I'll always give you that sure. caveat. But I, I wrote that on Friday. I mean, but you're with I me understand. on they could they could use more minds in yeah, the front look, office. Yeah. I I agree with that. But I also think it's um, it's personality driven. Like when Rob Rob's, it's more Rob's style. He when he was an agent, he didn't work for a big agency. He worked for himself. Right. Right. He wasn't at CAA or Wasserman or any of the big, you know, big conglomerations. Um, uh, he he had his own business. So I, I think he's somebody who mes- he prefers to run lean because there's a sort of trust there, but also you trust yourself. But like they have other people in that front office, just not high profile. So I could see and I, I could see them adding to it, but I don't know how big a change that's going to make right away. So, to Cap, to answer your question, I, the, I really think it would be Frank first. If there's a big change, it, it, the rest of the roster, okay, sure. The, there's half the guys aren't going to be back. Okay, a lot of the veterans that didn't do anything this year, um, they'll they'll get a new cast. Okay, uh, I I don't I don't know how the Westbrook thing shakes out. I still think it's a strong possibility he's back next year because I, I don't agree. think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna toss in extra picks and all that to to move him. And I, I, I still think that there are people with the Lakers who think let's give somebody, a di- let's give a different coach another crack at using him. You, you heard Russ today. He didn't feel like <laughs> he ever. Woof. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice sound. Woof. 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 I know. I mean, you, you heard Russ today. He Ouch. Didn't, he didn't pull any punches on that. I mean, yeah. He doesn't, him like and Frank, I don't know what he had against me or whatever. Yeah, right. That's yeah, what I mean, it was. That's, that's I, why. I, that's I, why I'll this tell you this. this what he had against you was your inefficiency and your lack of defense. How about that? What's wrong with that? I mean, Hey, did he has a problem with inefficiency? <laughs> I mean, like that, that's definitely, you know, an area where I would say, but like the other two coaches you brought up, George, um, Quinn and Doc, like, I'll just, let me, let me phrase this. Let me choose my words very carefully. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got to say this. Right. Okay. Aggregators do not mount up is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm no, I'm trying to say this in the nicest possible way. Okay. <laughs> so the Lakers want, and I, I I'm not going to the right words but but they want an experienced head coach somebody who's strong okay preferably somebody who has been a head coach in this league before right um the last time they had a coaching search they had ty Lu and monty williams were in their sights and they ended up with frank and one of the things they wanted was to have influence over their new coach's staff they felt like luke walton didn't have a strong staff they really wanted to build it up with a lot of people on the bench it was a very um, big ask, and it was a problem for both Ty and Monty. Okay, they want to choose their own staff. They don't want to have people put on their staff or whatever it is. Frank had zero leverage. Frank was sitting on the beach wherever he yep. was. He had just yep. gotten fired by the Mavic Magic. 
he was fine with it. I mean, or, or he was fine enough with it at that point, right? Turns out they had a hell of a staff. Okay, Jason Kidd, Lionel Hollins, like they had all these guys on the staff who had been head coaches before. Yeah. Um, and it turned out really well. They won a championship that year. They did mm-hmm. really well. So yeah. I'm not saying that that was the wrong move. It's just not something for everyone. Okay. Right. And I, I think the type of coaches you're talking about, Doc Rivers, Quinn Snyder, I can't see them wanting the organization to have that much input on this. Correct. Staff, Dude, there's no way on. Quinn Snyder. There's just no way. Well, that guy walks the into that have locker a different room. approach this time. Like, unless they're like, okay, we you know what? We're just going to get the best damn coach we're going to get, pay him whatever it costs, you know, do whatever it takes to get whoever it is they're locked in. Okay. I, I don't think they're locked in on anyone right now, but unless they have a different approach. Now, the approach they had with Frank was very different because they were coming off Luke Walton and they had assessed his staff and him and what went wrong there in a certain way. Well, they haven't really done their assessment of what they want yet. So all of which is my long way of telling you, mm-hmm. if I were guessing, okay, if I were predicting who they, who they end up hiring, my sense would be look at former head coaches who have been in this league, um, who have, who would command a locker room, who would earn respect from LeBron, AD, Russ, whoever's on this roster, but also who could have a good working relationship with the front office. So one name, um, I think Juwan Howard is a name. I think that's a real name. Yeah. Uh, but he would have to want to leave Michigan. That's a big – he's never been head coach, but has good relationship with Braun from uh, right. from Miami. And Rob. Um, and Rob. Played with Rob in Michigan, Fab yeah. Five. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Rob was not one of the Fab Five, but he was on that team. So <laughs> Rob was part of the, uh, the, the, the other seven, yes. Fab <laughs> right. Five adjacent. The, the guys who were recruited before was the Fab also Five. There. And by the way, uh, I can make this – I have the same thing in my – my college career, I was on the team with Jessica Mendoza. I was not as good as her, but I was on the same team. You were. You were. Yeah. You <laughs> right, were Jessica right. Mendoza and Jason as well. I go. played right field. She was center field. We were on yeah. the same field. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I understand um, that those completely. two things are not the same. <laughs> right? We, we yeah, were not Kaplan played with Louis Riddick. You know what right? I mean? Yeah. So there you go. Right. I know. Yeah. Um, but sh- I think they end up like, look, there are some names like, Steve Clifford's a name. Lionel Hollins was on the staff. Very Kenny Atkinson. Coach. Kenny Atkinson. Now, I think Kenny, to me, is more seen as somebody who's a player development coach, like a really good coach for a young team. That's why I think Correct. Sacramento has honed in on him. Yeah. But, um, let, you know, Steve Clifford has been a Laker coach before, if you remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lionel Hollins was on staff last year, sort of unceremoniously yeah. left. Um, they could redo that one. But I, I think if you if you saw somebody like that, Maybe you pair them with a great young up and coming um, assistant. You want you want a name for that? You want a name for that title? You you want a name for an up and coming assistant? Who you got? How about Jared Dudley? Uh, Jared Dudley, yeah, they obviously know him and everybody likes him. This is he's only been out one year in. I understand, but you you know, like you talk about you talk about a guy who can be a liaison between the current players and the head coach, or the current players and the front office. That's a perfect guy to have on the staff. Yeah, that's what they need. I mean, look, Darvin Ham's another name on the staff with Mike Budenholzer, former Laker. He's going to end up being a head coach. Yeah, Darvin yeah, Ham. You know, so I yes. think there's there's some kind of construction like that that right. they can end up with and I think would be a good high, you know, a good construction, but the right. names that you're hearing now 
I don't know. That would that would have to change the way they approach that head coaching position. Yeah, uh, and and I think that they should pour they should pour in money into the resource the resources. There's no at this point you can't cut corners, right? Like you're kind of pot committed. You don't have a lot of assets. You you know LeBron and AD are here. Well, I, I guess I'll ask you, um, you know, because you can answer the yeah, question sure. flatly. Um, I don't believe you should trade. They should trade AD. I would never I don't sell think they're this. Gonna trade. I'll, I'll tell you this. In all my reporting, yeah. nothing has led me to believe they're considering trading LeBron or AD. Okay. Okay. There you Flat go. out. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's a possibility. But with all summer. the rumors about Russ, you've actually said the whole time you think he's coming back. I tend to agree with you. I think they'll look for trades. Um, I just don't think they're. I, I thought they were very disciplined at the deadline not to trade him for nothing or to incentivize a trade. And I don't see them changing that stance. I just yeah. I don't see it. I don't see him taking a buyout. He's a proud guy. He doesn't want to be labeled as a buyout guy. Plus, it's $47 million, guys. Dude. Dude. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And he's not. He, tell the story. I've seen you, you. You and I have talked about this. Yeah. Um, and you've said it on TV about this Russ buyout situation. So, you know, my, my sense with Russ is that he's a proud guy. And if he, he has seen other players in the league who've done buyouts, like Kemba Walker. Okay, like let's let's come up with names of, of players who have agreed to buyouts so that they can go Dwayne Wade, um, guys who who leave money on the table just to get out of a bad situation. And they're sort of never regarded as the type of player again. They don't necessarily sign big contracts ever again. They're like minimum guys. And, and I mean, where's where Kemba went to New York? He didn't work out. He got benched, sort of unceremoniously sat down. I mean, there's. And Russ, Russ still thinks that he is a contributor at a very high level and, and sees himself that way. You know, they, he's he obviously didn't get along with Frank today. His comments made that pretty clear. Um, so I think in his mind, like, he's not ready to admit that and say that just to get out of a situation. I think he's proud, guys. Like, I had a line in my story on Friday. I think that was the best way I can find to put it. His, his swagger is his sword and his shield. And he is not going to lay that down. Like, the, if you take away his confidence, his swagger, what that is what made Russ Russ. So you can't just take that away. And I, I think you have to remember that in any way that you approach him. I also think they they asked him to do something. And Andy Davis gave a good answer on that yesterday. Did you see his quote there? Like, no. I had to change when I got here and learn how to play with Braun. It was you, all the other teams I ever used to be on. They would feed the ball to me, and then we'd go from there. But when I got here, it wasn't like that anymore. And Russ never quite got that yet. You know, he never quite settled into that. And it's hard for everyone when they learn, when they come here and they play with LeBron. I mean, I'll find that quote for you. I'll send it to you. But it was yeah. It was, no, listen, and I, I listen. I've seen plenty of players as yeah. you have too, Ramon. Over the years, for some guys, it's easier. Yeah. Um, I would say historically, if you are um, a role player who um, shoots the ball well and defends, you're going to get yep. paid playing with yeah. LeBron. But if you're a star, it, it is an adjustment. There's no question. Yep. And, and, and let's back up on the coaching situation, okay? Like this idea that they won't pay for a coach, I don't. I think that came because Frank didn't get top dollar, right? And they, they balked at whatever Ty wanted, you know? Right. Um, but I, I don't know. They haven't historically been like that. I think it was just – they Frank had no had zero leverage. Okay, right. it's one thing to pay for someone like, LeBron. I mean, they, they literally went out and traded for a guy making forty seven million. 
it's kind of hard to say they don't spend money when they think it's worth it. No, no I get it. They but spend money on coaches. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Players well, is one and, thing. And look, Phil Jackson was the highest paid coach forever. I mean, he was twelve million right. a year, whatever he was making at the time. But like, different, different regime, paid, sort of. Yeah, and so. everything yeah, yeah, since then has Mike not Brown, been. They paid Dan Tony. They paid all the coaches before. Luke Walton got a good deal, like five years, whatever he was making, five million a year, or something. Yeah. Like this is that was a. I think that was more a function of who they were talking to. Like they, you know, they. They didn't pay Ty the way he wanted to be paid. Um, but also, they, I mean, he, he'd only coach in one place. He coached LeBron. I think there was some of that. But I also think there was a, a, a real balking at the, you know, how, how influenced was he, how, how collaborative was Ty going to be with Rob and Kurt and the, and the management structure, right? I think that, and if you're not totally sure about a guy, right, and he's not totally sure about you, yeah. Then, well, I, know, I, I still out. think – I mean, I, I called know. it a mistake at the time. I still believe it's a mistake. Yeah. Um, so it's not hindsight because Fair I think enough. Ty Lue, yeah. out, outside of Eric Spolstra, like, I think he's oh, in that not. top five category, him, Nurse, Lou, yeah. Spolstra, Pop, like in, yeah. in a one-game scenario, playoff game, oh. you know, uh, strategies. But you know what? That's why he yeah. had to take this Clipper job. I think it was better for Ty in the long run too because he proved that he can win without LeBron. No, agreed. I do agree I mean, I with that. But I, 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 I think when you can get one of the better tacticians at, at their yep. at their job, like I, I would take them. But, yeah, but the question yeah. is, the question is, does the franchise want one of the best tacticians, or at this stage of the game, do they want a puppet who they can say, "Hey, we're, seconds. Se- we're sending all of our front office guys to sit in on your team meeting." I mean, that's like the teacher having the principal sitting in the back of the classroom. Well, you haven't even mentioned the LeBron aspect of it, too. I mean, yeah, we've kind of. You need someone who can that. deal with it. LeBron and AD Absolutely. and Russ and all the egos. I mean, that's. Yep. This is uh, yeah, tough, that's this number one. Job. Right. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not easy. Job, it's, it's not easy. Are you leaving us, Ramona? Because I want to talk about my toe and what you called me last week. I want to talk about our fantasy baseball <laughs> league. <laughs> I don't ever want to see a picture of your toe. I hope it feels better. Thanks. Um, did you get the steroid shot like I told you to? No, I didn't get the steroid shot, but I went on antibiotics. Oh, good. Yeah, see? yeah. Yeah. I mean, look. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to say that that word that I called you on air. But you're talking to somebody who's like seven and a half months pregnant, and we deal with like a lot of yeah. stuff that y'all don't want to talk yeah. about. Yeah, giving oh. birth is by far hard. the worst thing ever. Yeah, I'm exactly. Worse than a beast right thing. Now, and then yeah. you're gonna be like, oh, you know what? I better just not, not even say anything because you can't yeah. talk to a pregnant lady. Like, yeah. you know, right? Yeah. 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 As your as your girlfriend. Card. As your Our girlfriend Rachel. Yeah, as your girlfriend Rachel said, Cap, man up. Let's go. Well, I mean, she sure George, did. Like, over the weekend, our air conditioning broke down. I said, Nevin, call every air conditioning place you can find. If right now. If they're not available, play the pregnant card. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah. no, play that card. Yeah. You got yeah, there. You go. Thing. You see? You play that card. I don't yeah. blame you. Momo, thank you for playing cards with us. Always appreciate it. Thanks, Ramona. You got it. All right, see you. There she is. There's that Momo. was a good conversation, George. It was. And we'll have another one with Dave McMiniman at 6 o'clock. So if you missed some of that. Uh, you can always go back to the podcast, and we'll have a separate conversation with Dave at 6 o'clock. But now you and I are going to tackle some of the stuff Momo right, uh, and you and I discussed. We'll do that next. We're back in four minutes. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Ah, a little poker face. You think the Lakers going to have a little poker face when they uh, try to get a new coach? Oh, my gosh. How about their poker face last night? Hey, is Frank Vogel going to be fired? Uh, I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything. Don't look at me. I'm wearing sunglasses. I'm looking at the cards. Don't look at me. Don't say anything. I mean, uh, what? what the hell, man? By the Just way, on this a little day, bit of class. Two thousand nine, number one hit, Lady Gaga poker face. So. Yeah. Was he on like the plane ride back with the team after he got fired? Everything I read said that that the report was out there, and he did fly back with the team. Now it's just you know That's from the reporters word. that were covering it. You read anything different, George? Or no, hear anything no, that different? That's what happened. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, seriously. Uh, let, let me ask you a question. You ready? Ask me a question. All right, here it goes. Let, let's talk about, because you brought up Jawan Howard last week, and names are out there about a new coach, okay? Right. Tell me. Give me a tell, little credit. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, great. Great job. Yeah. Great job. Listen, I love the Jawan Howard idea. But Morsels, as I've always told you. Morsels. I, you you're dropping them. I'm finding them, okay? Yeah. All right? For a long time, I was blinded to the morsels. Yeah. Walking around blindfolded, just walking into walls. Now, yeah. you've yeah. opened my eyes. You're dropping morsels. I'm seeing them. I'm picking them up. All right, who has the guts and the clout to look at LeBron James on the bench and say, hey, 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 I coach, you play. George, if you can tell me. There have been two guys that have done that, (laughs) and they're the two guys he's won a championship with. (laughs) So, um, you know, listen, his relationship with Eric Spolster at the beginning was bumpy, literally bumpy. They bumped into each other, okay? Like, do you remember that? I do remember that LeBron, at least this is my perception, he don't always want to be coached. Yo, I know what I'm doing. I'm the best player on the planet. Leave me alone. Uh, he bumped into Eric Spolstra, and Spolstra, like, took it and was like, he was so upset that didn't even realize he had gotten bumped until it became a huge deal for the next week or month or whatever it was. Um, and then Ty Lu has had those, I mean, Richard Jefferson – and Kendrick Perkins have been on this show with us telling us about some of the, you know, rubs that Ty Lue has had with LeBron, just like telling him, this is the way we're going to do it. You know what I mean? Like, so, and and Ty is not, I mean, not always. I mean, actually, for the most part, he's very pleasant to deal with when you talk to his players. I talked to all the Clippers cl- players on Wednesday about Ty. And, you know, they, they actually say that he, you know, has taken the right tone on a very tough season and kept their spirits up. So, yeah, those are the two guys. And yeah, is there a, the another guy that can do that? Yeah, I think there are other guys that can do that. Okay, sure. let me ask you something. You think Quinn Snyder can do that? I don't know. I, I don't know Quinn like that. Um, so, I know. I mean, I've, I've been around Quinn a little bit. I think Quinn is an excellent X's and O's coach. Right, just um, perception. I, just, yeah. Because my perception is I think that Nick Quinn Nurse Snyder could would never do that. I, yes. I think okay. Nick Nurse could do it. I agree. Nick Nurse, I think, could do it. I think Doc could do it. I think Doc Rivers could do it, yes. Yeah. I but think, I don't think any of those... Any of those three are coming here if they're still in their contract because the Lakers aren't going to just get them without compensation. Well, that is why 
the next coach of the Lakers, whoever he may be, number one should be a former player. Just my opinion, just number one, because these guys well, Nick today, Nurse is not a former player. Okay, well, take him off the list. These guys will respect somebody who played the game, and I believe they will have much less respect for someone who has not. Well, I also think that they would have respect for Nurse because he's already won a championship. Okay, so so these are the kinds of criteria. If you've won a championship and you've got a ring and everybody already respects you, then great. You've got some clout. You've got some respect when you walk in the locker room. But in the case of Quinn Snyder, I'm only using him as an example because his name is out there. He don't have those things. He, he doesn't. He's an excellent coach. I don't think there's any question about that, but he doesn't have those qualifications, no. Whoever coaches this team next has to have the the, the guts. I'll yes, say it like thank that. You. Thank, thank you. you. Has to have. You see the way I caught myself too. By the way, Laura, Listen, did you, you little by little? Yeah, we are we are turning you into a sophisticated man, yeah. right, Laura? Did you did you have your finger on like the dump button because I was going to say something? You know? Yeah, you know, I have to be careful with you. Kev, Look, it's I'm okay. Proud. It's like Pavlov's dog. We taught you a little bit. It's okay. a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Listen, somebody has to have the clout and the courage. And the guts, yes, to look at LeBron James, and by the way, right. not just LeBron, Anthony Davis, and, and all of them, every and, single and, player in there, yes. right? But but in particular, the star caliber, forty something million dollar a year guys, right. the coach has to be able to look at them and go, coaches coach, players play, general managers build rosters, play the game. Oh, okay, here's what I would I push back a little bit there. Okay, this isn't the NFL. Okay, and what we've learned is even the NFL now has become very NBA-sized in, in a lot of ways, particularly with quarterbacks. So what I will tell you is, now, I, I think that there was a time, even as recently as a couple of years ago, where Greg Popovich can get on Tim Duncan in a way where uh, the other players realize if he's doing it to Tim, he can do it to anybody, okay? He, if, he does, if he does it to Tony Parker, he can do it to anybody. If he does it to Manu, he can do it to anybody. I think Eric Spolstra has that now. You know what I mean? Where you, we just saw with Jimmy Butler. Oh, he dude. was like, I mean, Jimmy Butler went at him. He said, what, do you want to bleeping fight me? Right. Gonna, and then what, he stood up right and, these, and then Udonis Haslam told Jimmy Butler, right. you better sit your bleep down because I will beat your bleep. He actually okay? thought, I will whoop your you-know-what. And, and, and Markeith Morris stepped in and people were holding Spolstra back. And then I think Spolstra played it up a little bit, realizing everybody had his back. Right. And he threw the clipboard. And he's like, what you I think I'm mad? Too. Now yeah. I'm really mad. Right. You right. know, and you These know, guys weren't it, holding me back. I'd be all over you. it up a little. But again, there's not that many guys that have that kind of clout is what I'm saying. Well, that's what I'm trying to get at, though. But there's not, that, you're not finding I, that guy. Well, like, that's know, my like point, that, though. Yeah. Let me let me tell you who, if, if there was a modern day, and I, I think you'll tell me who the modern day guy is, yeah. because it's pretty obvious, but if there was a modern day Pat Riley. Or a modern day Phil Jackson, because Phil Jackson didn't worry about uh, you know being contentious. Right. If, there's a, if there was a modern day guy that was kind of an old school type of coach, that had the attitude of, I'm the coach, well, it, no, I'll make it, the decisions. I, I, just, I just named him. It's right, Eric, Eric Spolster, Spolster, but that's right. it. That's, because he's that's a it. disciple of Pat Riley. That's right. it. But, you know, like those old school, because you know what this team needs? I hate to tell you, you know, listen, you talk about how things have changed, you know, and, and you know, player empowerment and, and, you know, all these other things, how the NFL's been NBAized, et cetera. You need somebody, believe it or not, to discipline a team, and when I say discipline, I don't mean sit them in a corner or put them in a penalty box or suspend them. Discipline them. 
No, what no, is- no. I see that again. I'm going to push back on you. It's not about discipline. It's about being okay with conflict. Okay. It's not about discipline. You don't need to discipline these guys. They're grown-ass men. But, no, no, but let but me hold on, understand hold on. what I mean by discipline, hold, though, because I don't no, think you're ta- talking about the same word. Okay, but what I'm saying is th- that word, we're in a day and age where people are triggered by words. Discipline is what I do to my three-year-old son, okay? When you're dealing with grown men, okay, in most of these cases, it's being okay with dealing with conflict and understanding that that's part of the job. Look, when I use the word discipline, here's what I'm telling you. We have a team. We have a philosophy. This is the way we do it. This is how we practice. This is how we travel. This is how we prepare. These are the most important things to our team. Discipline, and I believe most athletes actually want a coach to coach them. But in this instance, I don't think that LeBron James, Anthony Davis, or Russell Westbrook really wanted Frank Vogel to coach them, and I really don't think anybody was kind of buying what Frank Vogel was selling, which is why what I'm getting at is I believe the next coach should be a former player or, to your point, somebody who's already proven that they are a championship-caliber coach because the next guy who coaches this team has to be able to instill this is how we do things. These are the, the most important principles of who we are we practice this way, we play this way, we travel this way, we dress this way, whatever. And I know what you're saying, George. Players are different. I got it. I'm not talking about Bobby Knight here. I'm talking about somebody who the players respect enough to say, no, but they, let's but do what they, he says. They had that with Vogel at the beginning because the team, but again, I think a lot of that cap is also predicated on winning, okay? That, this, the harmony that you seek um, and everyone uh, you know, understanding there's a job to do and all that, a lot of that is predicated based on results. And what happens is when you don't get the results that you're used to getting, then these things go sideways. That's how it works. Nobody had an issue with Frank last season, except Montrezl Harrell maybe because Frank didn't trust him defensively. And by the way, I love Montrezl Harrell as a player, but I get that aspect of it as well. And then what happens is the roster – whether it's Rob or LeBron or whoever, whoever collaborated on this roster, um, they kind of doubled and tripled down on players like that um, who didn't fit what Vogel does best, which is coach defense. So I, I think that there were none of these issues that you're talking about the first two seasons of Frank Vogel. Okay, so let me ask you this question then. And by what the way, what they had in common was they won games. Okay, what do you suppose the number one, if you had to pinpoint one thing today, the number one thing that changed regarding Vogel, he was he was accepted as the coach. He was listened to as the coach. He preached defense. They practiced. He, he it. took a stand against Russell Westbrook not being as great a player anymore, and certainly not being a player that fits what makes sense for this particular roster. Okay, so so rather than saying those two things, why don't we just call it Russell Westbrook? Russell Westbrook's arrival and the, who he is, what his personality is, how he plays the game none of the Russell Westbrook stuff fit with Frank Vogel's coaching style. Can we agree? Um, I don't think it necessarily – it wasn't just the, the coaching style. I just don't think he fits with the roster either. Okay, okay but, but here's – I want to just ask you to stop right there for this reason. I think, like Ramona thinks, this roster, at least the big three, the <laughs> what was supposed to be a big three, George, I think those three guys will be on this team at the beginning of next year. And I by don't. the way, And by the I way, don't. I'm rooting for it. I don't. No, I want it. 
Do you want to make a wine bet on that one? Yeah, I'll make a wine bet with you just to make it interesting. Okay. Uh-oh. So so for me, I'm putting up a bottle of like something really cheap. Well, wait a second. Why do you get to put up something cheap? A <laughs> couple of reasons. That's not how bets work, Cap. I know, but hold on. A couple of reasons. Let me talk my way into this here. A couple of reasons. No, 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 no. One, the last time I lost a bet to George, I bought really expensive wine. So that's one. I mean, it is expensive, but, you know, hmm. you, you, you agreed to it and ran okay. your mouth. Okay. Two, um, don't you think like 95% of people think that Russell Westbrook will not be on this team next year? This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I mean, the people that, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Ramona's as plugged in as anyone, and she doesn't think that's happening, and you happen to agree with her. I do. So what I'm saying is, is I'm taking the big, long shot here. No, you're the, not. Yes. Ramona is more, I just said Ramona's that's, more plugged it's in. Only, Ramona, and I, Ramona and I are by ourselves in this. Everybody else no. thinks Russell Westbrook's gone. No, I was watching today, I was watching um, NBA Today, and, Kendrick Perkins agrees with Ramona. They were all on set together, and uh, and Richard Jefferson, and all these guys. Wait, everybody thinks it, everybody thinks Russ is coming back. Those guys all said yes. Okay, all right, all right. Hold on, you're 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 talking me down here a little bit. Okay, now I'm getting down to a. I 50-50. mean, if you don't believe me, I mean, there, there's video and audio to prove it. Like, all right, you know? so 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 the bet the bet will be what I say that Russell Westbrook will be on the Lakers at the start of next season, and you say Russell Westbrook will not be on the Lakers at the start of next season. I think Russell Westbrook will be traded. The Lakers will get off of – I know that they've wanted to conserve 2023 cap space, uh, you know, for when LeBron's a free agent and blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. That ship has sailed at this point, okay? like Which one? The 2023 cap space thing. You know what I mean? Like, that. that's not – that, to me, that, that ship has sailed, in my opinion. Uh, so, I, I think that at that point, you have to take what the best possible – scenario is for you which is to take younger players who are better fits with this team even though they have longer term contracts i believe that russell westbrook will be back on this laker team george for this reason i really think that the entire front office of this team says Mm -hmm. we didn't have an opportunity to really see what this looks like because combined anthony davis russell westbrook and lebron james i think the grand total i don't buy it for one second well listen but they only played 21 games i get it together and you know what they were in those 21 games not good 11 and 10 okay hey pretty good do you know do you know what that would have extrapolated out to be um a winning record yeah but not by much like um in the playoffs yeah, forty three and forty nine, which isn't like some like great. I no, mean, but they, they're not some great shakes. You know what I but mean? But they, but they would have been in the playoffs in year one. Um, look, all I'm saying is forty three th- and forty nine or forty two yeah. and forty would have yeah. still put them in the play in though. That's what I'm saying. So, so what I but think, again, like it's not like it's a guarantee they're even making the actual playoff playoffs. I understand, but not making the play in is insanely embarrassing. Oh, no question. I mean, making the play-in is not but exactly way, something to beat your chest about. And, and, and by the way, since you brought up, like, since we brought up the stuff about 2023, 
Okay, yes, LeBron is a free agent then, I guess. Um, and technically, James Harden will be a free agent, although he won't be because Philadelphia is going to sign him long term. That's going to happen. Um, like, what are we looking at here? Chris Middleton? He's not leaving the Bucks. He's not leaving playing with Giannis. Bradley Beal is a free agent? Maybe. Okay, maybe, but it's a player option. Um, maybe. So is that going to be your saving grace that you're just going to you're going to hold off for Bradley Beal? You're going to waste another year of LeBron's career at 37 going on 38? He's going to be 38 in December. So a month and a half into the season or two, you know, two months into the season, he's going to be 38 years old. You're going to do that again? I don't know. Man. Yeah, you know why? Because the front office thinks if we had the right coach that could actually coach these guys because Frank Vogel could not coach this team with these personalities. Now, if we get the right guy, hypothetically a Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers can get all up into Russell Westbrook. Doc Rivers can look at LeBron James and say, I coach you play. LeBron, or, uh, Doc Rivers can look at Anthony Davis and go, yo, are you going to be in street clothes or are you ever going to play for us? Okay. All I'm saying is I think the Lakers front office thinks that the right coach could actually coach these three guys to championship-caliber basketball. No. Well, no. That's what I think they think. No. I mean, they can think that, but I will tell you that if I was giving them free advice, and my advice is free, and also they don't have to take it, um, but I, I think that this – Russell Westbrook isn't going to work with LeBron James. I know Ramona said that Anthony Davis said that it's tough playing with LeBron. I know! I'm the one telling you. I've been telling you that for a while. But I don't believe for one second that the Lakers will not try to effort. This is just my opinion. I don't know anything. Again, Ramona's a million, bazillion, billion, quadrillion times way more plugged into this and is, has an informed opinion. I'm just spewing like a madman right now hot takes. But I would tell you this. If you bring back Russell Westbrook, this is not going to work. Well, you ever see a general manager in the NFL who just like wants to stay with a quarterback too long because it just makes him look bad that he drafted him in the first round and he's not very good. And, you know, I'm just I'm going to go down with this player. I'm going to go down on this ship. I really feel like LeBron James, it was his endorsement for Russell Westbrook that ultimately got this deal done. And I think just like the what I'm telling you, I think the front office believes, which is the right coach could coach this group. I think in some ways LeBron James thinks that, you know what, I know Russ, I've played with him in the past in the Olympics for the Team USA. This year, Anthony Davis was hurt, I got hurt twice, Russ, to his credit, played every day, brought his energy. You know what, with the right coach, with the right system, we get the most out of him, let's run it back and try and prove to everybody, when I say run it back, I don't mean run it back like the Rams are going to run it back, run it back as in, let's try and prove to everybody that we were right Look, and they were wrong. I was already fooled into believing that Russell Westbrook could morph into Dwayne Wade playing next to LeBron. That is clearly never going to happen. Okay? Well, he doesn't have the same brain as Dwayne Wade. It's a whole different chemistry. You know, it, there's Dwayne Wade to me was a selfless, and, and maybe I've got the perception wrong, but he, he just wanted to win. And when LeBron James showed up in Miami, even though it was Dwayne Wade's team, I feel like, and you were closer to it than I was, so I'm, I'm on the outside looking in, I feel like Dwayne Wade was selfless enough and professional enough to say, here's what it's going to take for us to win, so I have to take a back seat. I knew from day one when Russell Westbrook was acquired by the Lakers, he don't like to take a back seat to anybody, especially when he's coming home and he can play in front of his family and sleep in his own bed. The personality types didn't work. Can that be massaged and fixed? That's the question. At least yeah, the question I, I have. I, I, yeah, I don't. I don't know. 
You don't think I, so? I, huh? I just don't yeah. think it works. Like, Tend- I just, I, we, listen, I, unfortunately, I agree with you. But I, by the but way, I agree with Ramona I, that I, he's coming I, back. I saw a, I, now while the big three in air quotes only played twenty one games together, I saw a mm. lot of games with LeBron and Russ, and it didn't work. There was a lot of games with those two, though. Right. You know, now that I'm thinking about all this, George, you know, forget about blaming Russ. Forget about blaming LeBron, Jeannie, Rob, Frank. You know whose fault all this is? Who? It's Anthony Davis's fault. I mean, let's put it on him. Yeah. I mean, because you're saying he didn't stay healthy. Dude, if, if you play 65 games this year, how much different might this team have been even with Russ? I mean, the fact that this guy cannot stay healthy year after year. I have a question for everybody. Why do we think he's going to be healthy next year? I mean, what, what makes well, you think? Well, I, I would say that the one thing Magic said on Get Up or First Take or wherever he was on um, is that Anthony Davis, and we've talked about this, need to revisit his off-season programming. Two years ago, he came in out of shape. Last season, he came in way too bulked up. Um, and his body couldn't sustain it either. So there needs to be a happy medium. And we've talked about how I've told you that I spoke to a Hall of Fame player who told me that we were t- when we were talking about Joel Embiid, he was telling me Joel Embiid's footwork has gotten so much better, and that's a big reason as to why he's not injury-prone anymore. And I asked him about AD, and he kind of shrugged his shoulders and said, well, he's not Joel Embiid right now with his footwork. I understand, but you know what? You know what Anthony Davis said when confronted with, "Hey, Magic says that your whole training schedule sucks, and that your people who are around you are no good, and you need to change everything." You know what Anthony Davis said? That's not the problem. It's not my fault. I got hurt. I mean, I went out there and some guy fell on me. It's not my fault. You know, I I, I went up for a play and I came down funny on my ankles. Not 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 my fault. So so in Anthony Davis's mind, he disagrees with Magic, and perhaps he might even disagree with the the coach slash scout you're talking to. He thinks what he did was, no, no, it was, a was coach. right. Okay, he was well, all, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthony Davis thinks, hey, I, I, what I did to prepare for this season, it's exactly the right thing to do. The fact that I got hurt, freak accident. Not a freak accident. It happens year after year. It's not the same body part. It doesn't matter. It's Look, the same body. I, I'm just telling you this. If Russell – here's what the Lakers I, – I know Ramona said that he's being super stubborn about the, um, the stuff with um, – and, and we got to run here. we got to break here in a second. All right. And, and I mean, we can talk more. There's more. I know. I mean, I miss you, more man. Hours I, you, show, I, mean, I miss you all weekend. What do you want me to tell you, man? I'm excited to be with you today. Okay, we'll talk more. Okay. You miss me at all? <laughs> you posted feet pictures in the community. Oh, my foot was, was so gone. swollen, man. Yeah, I saw it. It's gross. Thanks. I mean, you should have called that. me and reached nothing out. Like, nothing, like heading to, nothing like heading to dinner in Boston and all of a sudden, uh, you know, I see your feet on my timeline. I mean, I admit my feet are disgusting. They're gross. Yeah, the Twitter community. But anyway, you know what? Let's do this on the other side. I will tell you what the Lakers need to do to land another superstar. Because I've already hinted at what they need to do to get Russ. But there needs to be some convincing of Russell Westbrook. They need to massage that, too, and good luck with that. But I do think that there is a potential way to make this work for the Lakers. We'll get to that on the other side. We're back in four minutes.